0: Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the fail to fail Podcast with your host, Don Abernathy.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? Welcome to another episode of the fail to fail Podcast. I know it's been a while since we've been together. Um, You know, full honesty, I've been chasing down some leads, trying to get some guests on here, but with COVID and then finally everything opening up, Amongst the people in the athletic world, everybody's super busy. Just to give you a little hint, I've been trying to get some people on here from the OCR world. But uh, speaking of which, I did complete my third Savage race about two and a half, three weeks ago. And we discussed it at great length on the What's In Your Head podcast with my co-host Gordon Abernathy. And so I thought I would just uh, include that 30 minutes of that podcast on here so you guys can relive the recap of the nightmare that was the camping weekend for my savage race but before we get into that today is april 1st and it was the release of the savage anywhere virtual race uh, day one and i've got to tell you that is nothing to sleep on holy hell um i almost feel like it's harder than the actual savage race um let me just give you a rundown Uh, full disclosure i only completed half of it um it kicked my ass i want to do the other half tomorrow so today i completed 90 burpees uh 90 leg curls i think they're called um it's basically where you hang and you bring your legs up to your stomach um but basically they have it broken down into multiple little um series if you will multiple reps uh just um rambling on at the mouth right now because i'm trying to pull it up on my phone so i can give you guys a rundown on what day one is and of course now bailey wants out of the room um hold on a second bailey okay here we go now i don't know if when people do the savage anywhere if everybody actually does the warm-up but they had the warm-up listed and i'm all about uh, challenging myself and doing what i'm supposed to do so i did do the warm-up and so we will start there with the warm-up. The warm-up includes, um, let's see, two rounds of a quarter of a mile, easy enough. Ten air squats, easy enough. Ten body weight good mornings. Um, I had to look online to see what that was. And 20 second left and right Samson stretches. Um, so the, you do that twice, that's the warm-up. That wasn't the problem. Here is the day one of the Savage Anywhere Cobra virtual race. Um, it's 10, 40, 30, 2010. Sets. So first set 50 burpees and then 50 hanging knee raises is basically you hang on a bar and you raise your knees up to your waist 50 times. Then you go run a quarter of a mile. Easy enough, right? Come back, you do 40 burpees. Then 40 hanging knee raises, run a quarter of a mile. Come back, do 30, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, on down to 10. Sounds easy enough. I did have a long day. I did get up early because I had a lot of stuff to do this afternoon. But I got the 50 burpees in, struggled through that, didn't do it all. You know, I did 10, took a a breather, 10. Anyhow, got the 50 done, did the 50 hanging knee raises, ran a quarter mile, came back, struggled through the 40, struggled through the 40, ran a quarter of a mile, and I'm cashed. I'm spent. So tomorrow I got to do 30, 20, and 10 on both the burpees. And the hanging knee races. So if you guys are looking for a way to challenge yourself. before your next whatever it is you're doing. Or if you want a good gauge of how fit you are. Or how not fit. As in my case. I strongly suggest you try out the Savage Anywhere VR race. It's uh, super cheap. And you still get the shirt. The medal. And if you are running a race this season. It does count towards your syndicate. So you will get the Adam Bernadette's so you will get the add-on bonus of the syndicate medal but uh, i'll keep you guys up to date on that um, head over to my youtube channel go on youtube look for digital 410 i'm going to post up the video from today uh later on tonight and uh but here we go from the what's your head podcast here is me and my brother talking about the weekend uh, that i did my third savage race and the family vacation that went awry look at this can you see that Wow, that's the world's worst hickey in the weirdest spot. Well, you can't really see all of it, but that's, uh, that's from the race this weekend from supporting all 220 pounds on my arm on that inverted crawl you saw me do in the video.
0: Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little war wound,
1: huh? Ah, uh, More than one. So I'm sure as everybody knows, because I've been posting videos everywhere, I completed my third Savage race. The, the medal this year is super awesome. Uh, the Savage itself is kind of made out of that liquid rubber and uh, it fills in real nice and at the top it says best damn obstacles anywhere if you watch the video on youtube um you know at the end i wasn't too excited if you will with my overall performance because i really wanted the fact that i failed like the very first obstacle i've never failed before i passed it every time that's the one that spins or like little octagons and they spin the funny thing is 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 that the one you blamed on all the youtube viewers um, yes, the,
0: the camera fell off. That's head. where,
1: well, the first ever ran an OCR with a headset on and it wasn't tight enough. So it fell off, but then I I went back and did it and I still failed it. Now I fumbled my way through that the last two years. And then this year I failed it. But interestingly enough, while I was uploading that video, I was watching. There's a YouTube channel and a podcast called the OCR media, which I'm working on something. Hopefully for the future of that, I'll get to you off the air of that. Um, but anyhow, i'm watching the pros do it and it turns out what you do instead of trying to monkey bar your way across these octagons because there are four octagons that spin in a circle and there's a series of them. what you do is you just grab one bar and your momentum will spin you around to the next one you grab on one bar and it'll spin you so you're not actually unless you if you're good enough you can do the monkey bar thing but anyhow i failed on that and i failed i failed like five out of the 28 obstacles which i wasn't and to be honest with you, I don't I don't really consider like crawling commando crawling under wire an obstacle. It's just kind of a slowdown thing. And so there's like seven or eight.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it would be an obstacle if it was real barbed wire,
1: right? Yeah, or like uh tough mudder used to do with electric <laughs> electric uh, electric Zap. fencing. But um and so some of those I really don't consider obstacles, but basically anything that's not a flat level, they put a, a number on it. Mm-hmm. And but, um, so I really wasn't super thrilled with my time because I wanted to finish in the top 10 because last year I finished top 16. But the caveat to that is the last race I ran was a, um, minimum capacity COVID makeup race. Cause last March was supposed to be my second race and it got canceled due to COVID. And so they pushed it out to November. And so in November rolled around, they basically did a makeup, so there was less people there. So I came in the top sixteen because there were fewer people there, which kind of makes sense, right? Yes. But I still use that as a a jumping off point, no pun intended, as you know <laughs> h- how I want to do for my training.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I was like, well, I'm going to set a reasonable expectation that I want to finish in top ten in my age group, not overall. There's no way in hell. There's the elite the elite wave when I was watching the pros run that on the replay. These guys are yeah. running like in that first open quarter mile, because there's like three quarters of a mile before there's even a, uh, obstacle. They're running like a sub six minute mile. My best minute mile is like an eight and a half. So there's no way I can compete with the elite guys. So I just, I try to go by my age group, even though I'm doing an open, but anyhow, last, my last race I did, I'm looking at athletes, which is cool. Cause all of the, um, all of the results that are monitored by chips are uploaded to this website called Athlinks. And so, like, literally every race I've ever done that's legitimate, my times are on this website. So, last November, my uh, um, I ran the entire thing in an hour and 40 minutes. And that's roughly 7 miles, 28 obstacles. My pace was... It's saying I ran a 33. The pace is off on here. But anyhow, um, I finished, um, out of males, out of 1,053 males, I was 134th, which ain't bad. But out of males 40 to 44, I was 16 out of 135.
0: Only six off.
1: And that, But that was last year. So sure. I wasn't thrilled with the fact that this year I finished 25 out of 128. So what's, what happened?
0: What's the difference?
1: Well... Honestly, I wanted to blame it on the, the, the sleeping situation. Cause I have trained. Are we as,
0: talking the camper, camper kerfuffle?
1: Yes. As I said, at the top of the show this week is also hey, spring break. And so I thought, Hey, I got to go to date city. I usually run a hotel room. Why not just grab nugget, grab carry, grab bebop. Jumping dad's kind of a family outing, right? Jumping dads camper. And as you guys heard me complain last week, I was complaining about how next to impossible it is in the state of Florida to find a fucking campground that's not a 60 a 55 and up retirement village. And so I found one that's ran by Thousand Trails slash Encore. They run a chain of campgrounds. The last campground that we went to was um, Peace River, which was a Thousand Trail Encore property, and we had a great time.
0: So you think the standard is there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And I went as far as Googling campground without RV, looked at the pictures. They have a nice outdoor pool, all these beautiful pictures, all this good stuff. Thought good to go, right? So go on there this time at the last RV hookup we had, we had electric and water, but we did not have sewage. So before we left, we had to trail around, find the the septic and offload, which whatever. And so I was like, you know what, this time. But the problem with that was, is that's when we discovered when Nugget took a bath instead of a shower, she filled up our gray water tank the very first day. And so for the second day, we had to basically shower in the on-site facility because we didn't want to have to tear everything up, go dump out the gray water, go set everything back up. Right.
0: Let me me pause you right there. So Mm -hmm. those of you who are not watching, Don just pulled the uh, (laughs) bullshit and around the campfire move with his bottle cap. (laughs) Did
1: you see where that flew? (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> so yeah i went to snap my beer bottle cap and it flew backwards and bounced off my headphone here piece and just flew to the side i tried to flip it at the camera but it went backwards and bounced but yeah anyhow so the first and only time we had gone camping previous to this we didn't have the sewer hook up and we didn't know how small the water tank was or i don't know how much water seriana ran in the bathtub but long story short the very first night we were out of gray water space We had just enough to flush the toilets a few times, but not take a shower. And I didn't want to tear the camp down, go drain the tanks and come back. So this year we were planning on staying Friday, Saturday, and maybe tearing down Sunday and hoping maybe we can get a deal if the, if the park was a little empty, maybe stay Monday or Sunday night and then tear down Monday. We're kind of planning on that. So I was like, you know, I don't want to get in a situation again where we're counting gallons on the gray water tank for flushing a toilet. So I, I paid for a premium spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Came with power, water, and sewage. Seventy-six dollars a night.
0: Okay. Sounds fantastic.
1: So we're we we leave Friday after Carrie gets home from work, and so it's about three o'clock time we pull out of here, and it's almost a two and two and three quarter hour drive. But I got to drive through Sarasota and Tampa through rush hour. Sarasota, I don't know what the fuck you guys got going up there, but anytime I drive through Sarasota on rush hour, there's never an accident, but there's always a standstill traffic on the interstate until i pass the last exit and then it opens wide up i don't know if people don't know where the fuck are going it's people trying to get to that off ramp the last minute but there's never an accident there's never any construction It stands still until you get past the last off ramp and then it opens wide up long right. story short we get there like 7 15 their office is closed and so i find this lady standing there who's the park ranger and i said hey i got about the uh the resident drunk yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. I'm, I like that. She's like an, a manager of an apartment complex.
1: Yeah, so but she there. had a cool car with a fake badge sticker on the side that says Cloverleaf Clover RV Resort Park Ranger. So hey. Is she
0: a park ranger? Sort of like that metro state guy? That no, she's a park services. ranger
1: as much as a. Uh, the 70-year-old guy at the gated community sitting behind the fucking in the box checking IDs before he lifts the gate to cop. She's not. She's just somebody who's hired to quote-unquote be the I was going to compare park to ranger. that
0: metro state guy out of Florida who was funeral procession and he kept acting like he was a cop. But anyway.
1: So, anywho, um, I tell her, you know, hey, I would have been here a little sooner, but I got stuck in traffic. No, no worries. Go in over there, she points, and it's basically a room the size of a fancy outhouse. Okay. And it says nighttime reservations. And I walk okay. in there and there's a manila envelope stuck to the, the cork board. It has my name on it. And luckily when I reserved the spot, I accidentally hit pay a deposit instead of pay the full balance. So I only paid for one night. And so we get it. We see the map. I'm like, cool. I'm on a corner lot. This would be perfect to back in. I'm not an expert with backing this thing up. I've only done it a few times. It's 22 feet. It's dark outside. This will be pretty cool. Easy to get in get out so we pull up this spot and it's right on the corner. So you have a road, uh, like a three and a half inch, a three foot at the widest, no, five feet at the widest peak triangle grass spot. Another, what appears to be a road, but turns out it's just a concrete slab, a pole grass, another concrete strips with two, two camping, uh, two picnic tables. And I'm like, well, which ones are, so I get out and I'm got a light. The ones at mm-hmm. the two picnic tables are spots like 255 and 256, and we're in spot 257. The pole closest to the little pad next to the street says 257. And I'm like, what the hell? We're basically in the street. And Carrie like, this is tiny, but there's no one here. What the fuck are we going to do? Sounds like you've got the only pay to deposit only spot. I was like, well, should we park in there? She's like, well, what if you park in there and go to the race and then they show up in the morning? can't tear down the camper you'll have the truck okay well we'll deal with it in the morning back the camper in the patch of grass between the bottom step of my camper and the street is like i said at the widest point and it's and it's a triangle so it's not a full strip it's about four feet i can't put my can my my sunsetter awning canopy out that has the led lights that provides shade that's where you put all your chairs and you lounge out like your front porch if i would extend extended this thing someone would have drove through it driving down the road at night that's so all you close. would have been lounging in the street yeah so we had no picnic table all
0: right
1: not even a, pe- a place you know our whole thing like i said last week all we wanted was a patch of grass a tree a fire ring and a place and a picnic table place it yes i know the Those, basics you're not going camping you're going look I just want a place that my daughter can sit outside for eight hours a day and not be inside my idea. I just wanted to be able to cook s'mores over a campfire, sit around outside, drink a beer, enjoy being outside. None of that could happen. One, there's no campfires in this entire place. They don't have fire rings. They don't allow campfires Two, I don't have a picnic table. I have no place for the dog to hang out. Cause well, if I chain her to the front, she'll be in the street and get ran over. So I'm like, this is a goddamn nightmare. But I'll deal with it tomorrow. You basically
0: got the worst lot in a trailer park.
1: Yes. And it it would essentially be like you bring it to your buddy's house in the city and him letting you park it out back and hook up to the spigot and plug into their freaking outlet so you can get some power while you're staying there over the night before you travel on to your next destination And
0: praying to God, some drunk doesn't come down an alley and plow into it.
1: Well, it turns out this place wasn't a campground as they advertised. Yes, it's a campground, but it's a full, it's a long term living facility and a place for the weary traveler to park their RV for the night. Everybody's not
0: clearly stated that in in, in any of the nomenclature on the website.
1: No, because they're trying to get people, they offer weekend rentals, but a majority of the people there, it's 55 and up, and then people who are, you know, who either can't afford a house and they were living out of a camper out of necessity. Cause there were some people raising some kids there who are about seven years old, which it's one thing to live in a trailer park, but to raise kids in an RV park is a whole nother sadness. <laughs>
0: that sounds like something you hear out this way.
1: And So anyhow, it's an eight o'clock. I got a, my, my start time at my race is 10.05. I've been training for this thing. I wanted to get up early, eat breakfast cause I last year I halfway through, I couldn't open up my hands. And interestingly enough, last week on Netflix, I was watching a show called blown away. And it's about glass blowing. And there was a competition where they had to go for eight hours. And the woman said, you know, the problem with going that long in a hot room like this, where you're sweating all day is you, after a while, the lactic acid builds up in your hands. And you can't open your hands. I'm like, that's exactly what happened last year. So I did some research, long story short, how to avoid lactic acid buildup in a race. And it's about nutrition in the morning, consuming lots of water, um, taking gel caps and stuff like ultra fat nut butter during the race. It's about staying hydrated, electrolytes. And so I came up with this whole nutritional plan. I was going to get up in the morning, eat bacon and eggs, down like three bottles of Gatorade, have do a little carb loading. None of that happened because now we're sleeping in a camper. The dog's there. She's whining because she's in an unfamiliar environment. Carrie's back's hurting. She's tossing and turning. So even though I went to bed at nine, I was waking up like every hour, every 40 minutes so the big complete question. sleep deprivation
0: yeah and the complete the big question is now what did you end up eating for breakfast since it sounds like your nutrition plan was i right. got
1: up and went to mcdonald's and had a fucking mcgriddle oh there
0: there it is
1: i that woke up it. it was the mcgriddle woke up there? hold on, i gotta shut the door because sariana's screaming at her goddamn people on on xbox I, I heard her in her cussing earlier today oh she
0: is a teenager that's going to happen.
1: And of course, dogs being dogs, Bailey's been in here the whole time. But now that the door is completely shut, she's going to go cry at the door here momentarily. So she
0: was she was cussing at people online. Now, you play online with her at times, right? Yeah, and
1: she never cusses. And you've played with her too. About, uh, do you ever cuss online? Yes, but she never cusses. She has a whole new series of friends now who mm-hmm. are her age. And I heard her whisper, would you shut the fuck up? I've never heard her cuss before. How, how was your language at that age? Eh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Um, and I'm not a girl
0: is the, is the, is the, is the, marching lines is the go-to line of every horrible leader out there.
1: Yeah. But anyhow, back to the, the whole thing. <laughs> so no sleep. I get up. That's just I got to take the dog outside, get ready to go. Um, I thought my race started at 10 15. Uh, my campground was only 30 minutes from the race site. So I leave about an hour early. I was wanting to get there to stretch, maybe run a mile around the place, get my legs warmed up. Cause I really, I've. I really want to finish in the top ten, and I was wanting to right. complete close to 100% completion on obstacles, which is absurd. But you know, you gotta have goals. So I get in the truck, and a bit everybody do. I stop, sit in the parking lot of McDonald's for like 15 minutes, get my sausage McGriddle, but and my nasty ass. Um, what are you doing? My Coke. No, she's chewing on the bottle cap that fell off my head. Um, get the hash brown drive down there, wait in line. And then as I'm f- signing my life away on the disclaimer and the waiver, I find out that my race starts at 10 Oh five and it's already nine 30. Fuck. No! Oh! now I'm by you know, st- the
0: only thing that you were blessed with is the thank God's daylight savings time was Sunday morning and yes. not Saturday morning.
1: And this is my third race, but my first time being alone, I usually have a spectator last year or last November. Katie there. was there, uh, before that. Carrie was there. So now I have a book bag, got my phone in it, my ID. Where the fuck am I going to put this thing? Right. I found out later that a bag check, but I, I found an area there, There's just a bunch of bags laying around. I see some lady with like a kid and a playpen. I was like, are you going to be here a while? She's like, yes. I said, Can I leave my shit here? She's like, sure. So I, I go do that. I drink two bottles of Gatorade from the parking lot to the, to the <laughs> starting line. Cause I want to get some fluid in me because I'm trying to prevent the elect- the uh, lactic acid buildup go urinate. I consume, um, for those of you who serial viewers of the show, we had vinny torridge on the show twice. He's the owner of NSNG foods. This is his product. Ultra fat nut butter. It is electrolyte infused vanilla almond with coconuts. Um, it has 247 calories. Um, it's got, um, 20 grams of fat. Um, it's got calcium in it, potassium, magnesium, a um, bunch of other good stuff, and I talked to Vinny. Any sugar? No, I talked to Vinny and I said, "Hey, um is this stuff good during like running races, or do I need to mix with stuff?" He's like, "No, that's what it's designed for." So I put to- those, and I bought some other gluco, gl- uh, some high energy stuff. So I, I, I crossed well, cont- pollinated those. Go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Vinny's a endurance athlete anyway, yes. so
1: it sounds like I'd be right. R- right, how you'd model that. So I drank Gatorade, two bottles of Gatorade, consumed one of these and a, n- a different product. Went in, ran, throughout the race I consumed three more. But as I said, I I failed a, an obstacle that I never failed before, but I also passed an obstacle that I failed last time, but won the time before that. So I made up in the negative there. I,
0: I So I have to uh, review the game film. Mm-hmm. But I could have swore right before you hit that um, obstacle, you said my hands are too muddy.
1: Yes, they were.
0: Like you knew that it was going to be a problem as soon as you got up there, because I think you said you're going to wipe it on your head. Uh huh. Which I you did. Learned.
1: Yeah, I was watching. So yeah, I paid uh, attention
0: to your videos. And then you went that you right before you hit, you're like, my hands are too muddy, and then boom,
1: I slid off. Now the other thing I have going in my head is I know that Carrie and Sarion are back in a camper at a campground with no nothing to do, right? They're going to pull there the somewhere. Clock. They got the dog. And the last two times I've done this race, if I failed an obstacle, I'd go back and try it a second time. But I know I'm thinking if I'm here all day long, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I, I failed it. I just kept going. Um, I did make up an obstacle that I failed last year, but passed the time before, which is the inversion one, which is what put all these bruises on my arm. Cause you're literally hanging on a pole upside down. And then there's a piece of pvc on the next pole as you do the transition it spins and then there's a rope ladder you can't touch the ground you're completely upside down
0: so that inversion one for the layman at home that's kind of like these action films when they're climbing across what would normally be a rope Mm -hmm. this way but
1: you're using it on a pipe right yeah you're hanging
0: hanging down and you're just scooching across yeah the
1: first run is about 15 feet and then it has a transition because the frames made out of, um, for those who go to concerts, just think of the framing, like the uh, stage is made up or the lighting rigs are made up of. And that's basically what the, um, rig is made out of. And so you have to transition over one of those rigs. And then the next pole has a, it's kind of has a PVC sleeve over it. Right. So the, the mm-hmm. and you can see in the videos, there's like bearings and I've never gotten a thing to spin Cause I guess I grab on it properly, but the hypothesis is that it, potentially could spin and drop you off. That's about 15 feet. And then you got like an eight foot rope ladder that is only connected at each end by one line. So hypothetically that thing can spin too. But, and it's usually over water. Um, you can hear me in the video saying that I think they've greatly reduced the water obstacles to help minimize COVID transmission, quote unquote, it's just a hypothesis of mine. Cause there's a lot of obstacles that used to be for water that are now not. So anyhow, I, I make it through that. Long story short, I finished the race. Obviously, I got my medal, but I did not hit my goal, and I was really disappointed with it, and I finished, in my age group, males 40 to 44, 25 out of 128. Now, what did I say the last one was? Last one, I was 16. Last one, I was 16 out of 135. So, less people ran but I got a higher rank. I mean, a lower rank. But with that being said, it's not COVID. So perhaps more fast people went. And I know more fast people went because a on the obstacles I failed on with the exception of two, I only tried once, but I felt a little bit better after I was putting my bib up and I saw my numbers for last year, last year I ran the race in and well, when I say last year, I meant last November. I ran the race in 140 minutes and 55 seconds. This year, I ran it in 125. So I cut 21 minutes off my race and still got a lower finisher. So that just goes to show that it really wasn't my performance so much because I ran faster, um, which also may be why I failed a couple more obstacles because I was too tired. may might also explain why I was just running and fucking fell over. That's in the video. <laughs> I saw that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, run- I'm, r- I'm running in trail shoes, and they kind of have – right. Tread on them like a, a almost like a tire, and I yeah. uh, wasn't picking my feet up. And as you can see, there's nothing in there, I wasn't running through the woods. And I just my tread got up, caught a piece <laughs> of dirt. I and think I just, there was a movie that had the line it's a toe pick. I just yeah, I just fell, <laughs> rolled my skateboarding fall came in. I barrel, I shoulder yeah, rolled, I got back roll. up, and just kept on going. I was like, Well, that's a first, and so yeah. I. I was disappointed in my overall performance, but clearly my training helped in the fact that I cut 20 minutes off my race time. How much do they ding you for an incompleted obstacle? If I was running in the elite wave, see this is the biggest difference between a Spartan race and a savage race In a Spartan race, regardless if you're open wave or elite wave, if you can't pass an obstacle, they make you do 30 burpees and you move on In an open wave. You're just competing against you and your ability to do it. So there is no completion it's up to you and your honesty between you. And cause a lot of people just go out there as like team building exercises and shit like that for their church or their work and all that, or people like me who are, you know, trying to endure themselves, but in the elite wave, meaning the, the race for money, yeah it's a hundred percent completion. That blue wristband you see, that's actually a tracker. If I was in the pro wave, If you don't complete it, now you can try the obstacle as many times as you want, but if you don't complete the obstacle, they cut the fucking wristband off and you get a DNF. So that's the biggest difference between a Savage and a Spartan. Spartan, you just do 30 burpees and you're on your way. Savage, if you're in the elite wave and you don't pass the obstacle, they cut the bracelet off and you just don't get a finishing time.
0: When is your Spartan race?
1: I haven't signed up for one yet. Um, They got one. They got one, I think, later on this summer over in West Palm Beach or somewhere. They had one in Jacksonville, which was a few weeks ago, but it's too close to this, and I already paid for this. See, the the secret of all these races is you want to buy your pass months in advance because they're like forty percent off, and the much like a concert ticket, you
0: the train, right?
1: Yeah, and much like a concert ticket, the closer you wait to the concert, the more expensive they get, and if you show up and buy it at the door, it's even more. Mm -hmm. But um. But so I guess I can't be too upset with myself because I cut 20 minutes off my time. I just need to work more on my grip strength and my upper body strength. I will say, um, there's an obstacle called Sawtooth, and it's all monkey bars and it goes up and goes down and goes up and it's over water. And I've never been able to get past the fourth rung because I can't do pull-ups. So one, two, three, fall in the water. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> so after I ran it in November, I did some research and this cat was on YouTube. said, if you can't get past sawtooth, the secret is to go backwards. And I'm like, that makes no sense. He said, the reason you go backwards, because when you go forwards, you're pretty much doing pull-ups. You're because these things, this is not a horizontal, it's an incline. So you're climbing right. up monkey bars.
0: And yeah. I think we had something like that at Ackerman elementary school. I kind of remember a, uh, uh, a pitch. You just had one
1: little pitch in it. Now there's different versions of sawtooth depending on the state. The one in Florida, it goes up, and it has transitions over two bars, and then it goes down. And they have one in Georgia that goes up, down, up like a sawtooth, hence the name. Luckily, this one's not that severe. But I I said, okay, well, the next time I try this thing, I want to try it backwards. I guess when you go backwards, you're using different – you're using shoulders and not so much your biceps, and I mean your, your, your titties. And I was talking to the camera as I'm walking up to the scene because I know people are watching this thing, and I try to put a little bit of um, – dialogue in it. I fast forward through all the runs because no one wants to see you run for 10 minutes straight, which is interesting enough. When you fast forward through your runs and then you slow down and you look like you're walking, even though you're still doing a 14, <laughs> a 10 minute pace, but you look like you're walking. So anyhow, I'm talking to the camera about this and my nemesis. And I did some research about doing it backwards. And this girl's walking next to me. And she thinks I'm talking to her. She's like, huh? Backwards. Like, yeah. So anyhow, I try it. Wiped off my hands and I went up backwards and I actually made it to the transition and transition, you're supposed to go sideways. So you get wider wingspan and I make it to the other bar, but then my, I slip, but I was completely happy. Even though I didn't pass it. That's the, that's a PR on that particular obstacle. The fact that I made it to the halfway point, all I got to do now is work my way across it and then be able to work way down. Obviously when you go down, you don't go backwards. You get forwards, but long story short, I need to work on my grip strength and my arm strength a little bit more. But, um, my whole thing is if I can get, if I can like let's say I sign up for this thing in November, and I have <laughs> good sleeping conditions. I get my weight. stars are
0: aligned, right? The planets yeah. are aligned. Everything. Let's
1: say, and the other thing is, is I went in the race at two seventeen. I was able to cut four pounds off, but my it's going to be next impossible, dude. Last time I was able to cut down the two o seven is when I ran a hundred miles in one month. But when you do that, you're you're going to be so goddamn tired you can't get to the race. But if I can cut off that extra 10 pounds, that's 10 pounds less of me dragging across the fucking monkey bars. And it don't sound a lot, but when you bench press and you're, you know, you put up four, three, four, you know, 10 reps, and then you go and take 10 pounds off that next 10 reps is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So if I were able to cut, get down to two hundred seven just for race day, I, I would be more. So let's say hypothetically, let's say all the stars align. I go out there, I don't hit my top 10, but I at least get, hundred percent completion. Even if I have to try two of the obstacles, two or three times, if I can get to that point, I would sign up for, um, not the elite, but the age group where you can actually podium. So not only do you get a finisher medal, but you get like a, a top three or four. If I can get to the point where I can do hundred percent completion, even if it takes multiple tries, I would sign up for a closed wave event where I would try to run in my age group. Because Spartan actually has age group runs. So not only do they have open wave and elite, they actually have age group runs. So like if you come to top three in your age group, you actually win, I think, an extra money, possibly some money. I mean, money plus possibly an extra medal. So after the race, now you saw the video. I'm crawling through mud. This is out a horse farm, by the way. So you can get guide goddamn guarantee there's horse shit in this mud. It wasn't quite as muddy as usual because there, there's lack of rain. So anyhow, now you had to be pleasantly surprised with that. I was expecting it's Florida. I like the water cause it cools you off. Mm. And so, um, I was like the, you saw, I fast forward through when you're carrying the, the two by four or the four by mm. eight through the woods. That's usually through waist deep water, not through the woods. Y'all have a bit of a drought this year. It just hasn't been a rainy season. And to give credit to Savage Race, which I heard them someone say on that pro race is the good thing about Savage is you'll never see the same obstacle twice, whereas Spartan, it's a lot of times it's the same exact thing. And so they're constantly, even though it's on the same property, they're moving it around. So you can't kind of quote unquote cheat by, well, I do it twice this year, next year I'll be I'll have it down. They they're constantly changing it. There was three new two new rigs that I've never done before, and I've done the race three times. But anyhow, so it's it's supposed to be seven miles, like five and three quarters. I get done, have my free beer, and I'm like, Crap. "That's all he did it for. It was all for the beer." Yeah, a lot of money for I that. But that beer. beer
0: tastes good, though, didn't
1: it? Well, it usually does. But in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I've been out here for an hour, and twenty minutes. Sariana and Carrie are back in, at the camper doing God <laughs> You're knows what. are still on the clock, <laughs> so I. I'm like drinking my beer as I'm walking to the hose to wash the, the shit off my, my shoes. I quickly go down there. I change, drive back, call the place, call the campground before I even get back. Say, Hey, I'm the guy, I'm the unfortunate guy in spot two fifty seven. And the lady's like, well, I've been gone off a few days. I'm not sure what's going on there. I said, well, I'm sure that spot's been there for years. You get a lot of complaints about that. But anyhow, explain to her my dissatisfaction. And luckily, because I only paid the deposit, not the full fucking weekend, I said, look, I would have been there at nine o'clock this morning when you opened up. The whole reason I stayed at this place is I had a 10 o'clock race. I had to go run a seven mile race this morning. I just got done. My race started at 10. Your checkout's at 11. There's no way I could have been there and just left today. I said, if I come tear down my camp and leave can I not get charged for today? I said because we are completely unhappy. I said this is a thirty-five dollar spot at best, and she agreed. So I went back, didn't have time to take a shower. Enjoy that city water I paid for for the night. Tore down camp, hooked up the trailer, drove to three and a half miles home. So I got up, was running at ten. Wow,
0: you camp three and a half miles away.
1: Well, the rate, the yeah. <laughs> the three and a half Sorry. hour drive home get home there so I basically sat covered in mud horse shit and everything else all the way for the three and a half hour drive home I didn't get a shower until like 7.30 that night
0: honey <sighs> we're gonna go camping for this event
1: yeah the campground's only three and a half miles away this has been a digital 410 production <laughs>